Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's talk about sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need eight hours of sleep. I know personally, with my fluctuating schedule, it's very difficult to try and get eight continuous hours of good sleep. One of sleep's biggest problems, temperature. Tough to get good sleep if you're too hot. I want to tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, they'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They already sold out of their first two batches, so they're going fast. For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com pro. E-I-G-H-T sleep.com pro. 8sleep.com pro. Welcome to the USC Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? I'm Nara Wang, and my co-host, 13-year NFL defensive lineman and two-time national champion at USC, Frosty Rucker, returns this week after missing the last show with voice difficulties. Frosty, it's good to get you back off the injured list. Good to be back. Not sure my voice got any better, but I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) It's sounding all right, so we hope it'll keep up. And of course, if you enjoy listening to our show, please subscribe and rate us wherever you find your podcasts. We're available on all of the podcast directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And of course, you can find us on the website Believe.com, that's B-L-E-A-V.com, on social media at Believe Podcasts. On Twitter, you can find and follow me at Nara Wang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Frosty, let them know where to get you on social media. As usual, you can find me at The Organic Frost. That is at The Organic Frost. The biggest news around college football this week revolved around the early signing period for football recruits that is open for three days. Most of the signing takes place on day one, which was Wednesday, and as we record this episode on Thursday, we have a pretty definitive look at how the early signing period went, so we'll begin our show by going over what is on the surface a very disappointing recruiting class for USC. However, I think there are some reasons that could explain why the low class ranking may be slightly misleading. First, though, let's go through the details of the players signed by the Trojans. There were 11 total commitments. 
A lot of linemen, six on the offensive line, three defensive linemen, a wide receiver, and a kicker. Six of the players are in-state recruits from California, two come from Texas, two from Arizona, and one from Washington. In the end, USC was in the running for a five-star recruit, the top linebacker in the country out of Upland High School locally, Justin Flo. He ended up choosing Oregon, even though SC made a late push, made a home visit last week, didn't come through with that. So the top-rated recruit in the USC class, there was one four-star recruit, offensive lineman Jonah Monheim out of nearby Moore Park High School. And again, a lot of linemen in this group, so let's go over them. The two Texas recruits are both offensive linemen, Cortland Ford from Cedar Hill High School and Casey Collier out of Barbers Hill High School in Baytown. The other offensive lineman, the Washington recruit from Camus, Caden Steven. And then we got a Northern California recruit, Andres DeWork from Los Gatos High School and out of Brophy College Preparatory High School in the Phoenix area, Andrew Milik. All these guys, really big dudes, all basically 6'5 and bigger, all 285 pounds or bigger. So a big group of offensive linemen coming in. On the defensive line, we have Tuli Tuipulotu, who is the younger brother of current USC defensive lineman Marlon Tuipulotu out of Lawndale High School. So he was one of the guys who wasn't sure who he was committed to, and then he ended up signing with USC on Wednesday. The other two, Jamar Sakona out of Marin Catholic High School in Northern California, and Kobe Pepe out of the number one team in the country, just won the California Open Division Championship St. John Bosco. So those guys are going to be on the defensive line coming in. The receiver, Josh Jackson, out of Narbonne High School. And the kicker, one of the top 10 kicking recruits by most of the rankings in the country out of Saguaro High School in Scottsdale, Arizona. Can't lose with this guy, Parker Lewis. And I'm an old guy. That's a reference to an early 90s show. You can all look it up. So when you look at this class, again, it is not highly rated at all. Rivals.com has them as tied for 76th in the country with Navy. 24-7 Sports has it number 78, both lowest among all Pac-12 schools. According to the ESPN 300, none of those are coming to USC. And I'm going to try and put a positive spin on this. Part of the reason for the low ranking, it's a smaller recruiting class. There are fewer scholarships available with not as many seniors and not as many people leaving. And when you have a lack of skill position players in your class, you're going to have a lower ranking because most of those high four-star, five-star guys tend to be at skill positions. So when you don't have a lot of those in your class, you're going to get a lower ranking. And of course, there's still more signees possible with transfers and with the regular old school National Signing Day in February. So that is my positive spin on it. I think it's a class that is based on just filling some needs, taking care of the line. Frosty, how do you feel about this class? Well, you said it. I think the intangibles there are getting O-line and D-line depth is really huge. The depth is what we needed up front. With the air raid offense that we have, re-signing Graham, we got to protect our quarterbacks. I think getting linemen on both sides of the ball is a huge thing and would be very impactful. 
And I don't want to discredit anyone that signed with us. You know, a lot of people are upset with the rankings, as well as I am too. I wish we'd be a little higher, but we have the skilled positions pretty much set. There isn't a lot of scholarships to give out. And in general, the desperate need we needed was O-line and D-line depth. And I think we accomplished that. And like you said, there's a national signing day in February. So we got a little time. Hopefully we can sway some guys later and they can flop by February. We don't have a lot of guys leaving school, so there's not a lot of room. I'm upset with the number raking, but at the same time, right now, our starting quarterback was a three-star recruit, and everyone frowned upon him, and he broke all sorts of records at the USC. So, like I said, I'm going to trust the process for now. I'm not jumping for joy over it, but I'm not going to discredit those young men signing with Trojans and wanting to be legendary. Yeah, and I think a lot of times when you look at linemen, the high five-star, four-stars, I don't think it's necessarily as important at the line position. I think you get guys who can maybe develop later. And again, we're bringing in a lot of big boys here. A lot of beef coming in on this offensive line, especially. And I think linemen can be developed. I don't think you always have to have the highest ranking linemen to come in. I think it's a lot flashier when you're looking at skill position guys. And even then, I think stars can sometimes be a little overrated. I think the key is coaching. And again, that's what some people are worried about. They're worried that they're not going to get coached up. But I think we're going to have to just wait and see. There are some good bloodlines here. There are some guys who are coming out of good football schools. I mean, like I already mentioned, Thule, Tui Pelotu, younger brother of a guy who's already a Trojan. You got Jamar Sakona, the D tackle out of Marin Catholic up north, who is a nephew of Haloti Nata. If you don't know who Haloti Nata is, a legend, played at Oregon, All-American, long NFL career, Super Bowl champion with the Ravens. So some good bloodlines there. And three of the guys are going to be coming in and enrolling early in the spring. Kobe Pepe from St. John Bosco, Josh Jackson, the receiver from Narbonne, and Parker Lewis, the kicker from Arizona. So you get a few guys coming in early, get a head start on things. And just a couple notes on Josh Jackson. He might only be a three-star recruit, but according to Clay Helton, he told the Pac-12 Network that he reminds him of Robert Woods. That's a pretty good guy to be compared to. So I think we're going to have to wait and see, as you always have to do with recruiting classes. There are always five stars who think they're the greatest in the world. They don't work hard, and then they get beat out by three-star guys. That happens all the time. So we'll just have to wait and see. And listen, I think it is embarrassing to see a ranking in the 70s and to be last in the conference. No one ever wants to see that. But like I explained, I think there are some reasons for why the ranking is so low. And then we'll see once we get into the spring signing period, what used to be the only signing day. Now it's kind of been maybe devalued because of this early signing period. But there are still some high profile names out there. Still some California guys who haven't committed yet. So we'll see if SC can get in on that. Right now, it may not look like it's going to happen, but it's still a ways to go on that. And I mean, I just want to ask you, Frosty, when you were in high school, coming out of Tustin High School, what was your star ranking? I know it was a different time. It wasn't as big a deal maybe back then, but what were you ranked? Do you remember? I was a zero star guy. (laughs) I was a guy, no, honestly, I don't think I had a star. No one really understood what I was all about, I guess. (laughs) Out of high school, I actually went to Colorado State and I transferred in. So I wasn't a big star named guy, and that's why I can be a lot more positive in this notion that these guys will be all right. If they come in to USC with a chip on their shoulder, with everyone dogging them out and saying just because their class isn't ranked the highest ever, it doesn't mean anything. 
you still got to put your pads on and you got to line up on that 50 and get to it. So I hope these guys come in with a chip on their shoulder and understand the disrespect they hear in the media and stuff. Plug your ears, get to work. All I want to hear is good rapport on these guys getting to work and wanting to be the best that they can be. Again, our starting quarterback's a three-star guy. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, and you're proof right there. I mean, look at you. You had a big-time career at USC. You had a big-time career in the NFL for over a decade, and you're saying that you were a no-star guy. You went to Colorado State first before you transferred back home to SoCal, and that's proof right there that if you work hard and you put in the effort and you get the coaching, you can achieve great things at USC. Again, it's all opportunity. For these guys, it's opportunity. Like I said, they're going to come in and a lot of them are going to provide depth. They're going to get in the weight room. They're going to get stronger. We have a great strength staff. The OC's back. We'll see what's going on on defense. But with a lot of guys not leaving, the team isn't the most terrible team out there in the land. They're not the 76th best team in the country. It's just a number that the computer gave them. So don't worry about it. I think we get the depth that we need and we get the guys that come in with a chip on the shoulder that want to be there. Those guys that signed early, they want to be Trojans, and that means a lot to me. What are your feelings about this new early signing period? Is it something you like or don't like? Well, it's a different thing. You know, obviously when I was coming out, they didn't have it. They just had one signing period. And a lot of guys need more time to decide, and hopefully we'll be able to gather some guys there, some top talented guys that do want to stay home and do want to play for the best team in L.A., do want to play for the best team in California. It's just another opportunity for guys to get it out of the way also. Going through the recruiting process, it's so stressful. And you got all these coaches coming to your high school. They want you to weigh in. They want to measure you how tall you are. They want to check out practice during the season. They take you out of class. There's a lot that goes on with that stuff that's very uncomfortable for a lot of people and a lot of parents. So getting it over with and having the chance to sign, I think it's a blessing. So yeah, I think that's part of why a lot of kids now take advantage of this early signing period. They want to get this recruiting process done with. And for everyone who's got the doom and gloom about how terrible the ranking is for this year, based on the commitments for next season, looking ahead, talking about high school juniors, so it's still all speculative and no one signed anything. But according to all the rankings, next year's class is going to be a top 10 class for USC. So Let's just see how this goes, and we have a lot of returning guys. These guys are going to provide a lot of depth early on. Some guys get to compete, and Coach Helton said it. He expects it to be a situation where these guys are going to come in and have to work hard, show what they can do, and if they can earn playing time, they will get playing time. Again, if you enjoy listening to us, you can subscribe and rate our show wherever you find your favorite podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Our website is Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. Social media is at Believe Podcasts. For me, you can find and follow me on Twitter at Narawang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Frosty, where do they find you? Again, you can find me at The Organic Frost. That's on Twitter and Instagram, at The Organic Frost. And now you already brought it up. It's quite possible that the best recruit of the USC recruiting class might be keeping 
offensive coordinator Graham Harrell. He signed on Monday to a three-year extension, reportedly a raise to a $1.2 million a year salary. And that was key. There were a lot of rumors swirling around other schools trying to poach him away from USC. So SC stepped up, put the money out there, and keep Graham Harrell as the Trojan offensive coordinator. And I think you and I are both very happy with that decision by USC to step up and pay the man. Huge. I think we talked about that a few weeks ago. It's probably the smartest move to make sure he didn't leave. He was the core for our team. They put up the points, they put up the yards, they kept us in games, and they won games for us. So getting him was a, a very smart key, and I'm still interested to see what else Mike Boone has in store for us. There's a lot of decisions that he can make, and will he make them? I'm not the judge or jury on any of it. I'm just a fan and a guy that talks on a podcast. So I want to see what else he has in store for us, but that was the number one priority, and he took care of that fast. Yeah, so I think in terms of taking care of coaching changes, we are still in a holding pattern, it seems, to see if AD Mike Bone is going to implement anything else. Obviously, he's decided to keep Clay Helton. They're keeping Graham Harrell by giving him an extension and a raise, and we're going to have to wait and see if there's going to be some coaching maneuvers at this point, it looks like they're just waiting to get through the bowl game, which is the Holiday Bowl on December 27th. We'll talk a little bit about that in just a little bit. But it seems as though they're not going to make any coaching maneuvers until after a bowl game. And there are some pros and cons to that. Obviously, it's good to keep the continuity for the team going into a bowl game. But with all the turnover that goes around during this time of year, you might be missing out on some coaches who are going to go elsewhere. How do you feel about balancing that between trying to get some coaches now if you're looking to make changes or waiting till after the bowl game? Well, there's time because some of those coaches could be in the NFL and they're still coaching right now. So we don't know what's going on or who they have their eyes on. Hopefully whoever it is that may or may not be able to come and join the team can bring a lot of energy. And I think that energy can help with our recruiting a lot. Maybe putting different coaches in places that these kids that they know of or bring some excitement. But again, it's too early to say we're going to miss out on coaches when a lot of them are still coaching in the NFL right now. That could potentially help us. Yeah, it'll all depend on where they are looking to find possible assistant coaches and what changes they determine are necessary. So we will have to wait and see how that goes. And now a word from my bookie. It's that time of the year. Christmas is coming up quick as we're approaching the 25th and our friends at my bookie want to make your season special with 12 days of gifts. MyBookie is already one of the most trusted and reputable sportsbooks in the industry, and this holiday season, they're getting into the spirit of giving with 12 straight days of giveaways. That's right, 12 days of gifts, a brand new gift every single day, so you can take your game to the next level. They kicked off this promotion on the 14th with a free parlay for the UFC, and they'll keep up the gift giving through the 25th. Free bets, free spins, futures, and more. While Santa has his, they've checked off their list, they've got a little something for everyone, and this is the promotion that you won't want to miss. Especially with the NBA and NHL in full swing, and all the college bowl games around the corner, it really is the holiday season and the best time of the year for sports betting. Parlays, teasers, specials, 
Anything you could ever ask for, MyBookie is here to make Christmas great again. Head over to MyBookie.ag right now and use our promo code BLV to get half of your initial deposit in free wagers, and that's just the start of your savings. Make sure to check the site out during this promotion because there's going to be something new every day and you're going to want to take advantage of these deals. So go sign up for MyBookie with our code BLV and start winning today. Frosty, since you missed out on last week's show, I want to quickly get your reaction to USC getting a Holiday Bowl bid. I wish I had made the bowl projection a couple of shows back an official part of our predictions contest since you had us go into the Alamo Bowl and I could have tied things up. But what are your thoughts on SC getting the short trip to San Diego to face the Iowa Hawkeyes instead of a matchup with Texas in San Antonio? Personally, it's not a bad thing. We said that two weeks ago that if they went to San Diego, it'd be a great trip because we'd have a lot of Trojans there. If they went to Texas, it's going to be the same thing. The Trojans travel and we come with a lot of support. I really think it's a good matchup. Obviously, I would have loved to play versus Texas one more time or even a, a really good Kansas State team. But I was a great team and they're going to play very hard and they're going to really compete with us across the board. That being said, it's going to be like a home game and the crowd should be rocking. And the few seniors that we do have could stamp their legacy at USC. I'm looking for a big game out of Big Pittman. I'm excited to see how Pittman responds for not winning that big glamorous award that he could have won. And I think he'll make it a statement game for himself. I want to see Slovis throwing the ball. I think it'll be a great game. It will be interesting on Friday, December 27th, 5 o'clock in the Pacific time zone, 8 o'clock for those of you on the East Coast. It's going to be down in San Diego, the SDCCU Holiday Bowl at the SDCCU Stadium. As I told Matthew Lowry last week, I still think of it as Jack Murphy Stadium because I'm old. He thinks of it as Qualcomm Stadium because he's a bit younger. Where do you stand on that, Frosty, in terms of what the name of that stadium is? Definitely Qualcomm. Because you are younger than me as well. See, I am the old guy here. But it will be televised on FS1. Number 16 ranked Iowa against number 22 USC. And we will have a full game preview on our next show next week. So come on back for that. But in terms of our show today, again, we hope you enjoyed it. You can subscribe and rate us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. The website is Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. Find us on social media at Believe Podcasts. For me personally, my Twitter account where you can find and follow me is at Nara Wang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Frosty, once again, where do they find you? You can find me at The Organic Frost. That's on Instagram and Twitter. So for Frosty Rucker, I'm Nara Wang. Thanks for joining us for episode 17 of the USC Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in L.A. and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? And as always, remember to fight on. 
With the holidays just around the corner, now is the time to order holiday cards for family and friends. Only this year? Why not create custom holiday photo cards quickly, easily, and affordably at simplytoimpress.com? Simplytoimpress.com is your holiday photo card headquarters with thousands of unique Christmas cards and other designs to choose from. All you do is upload your family photos, personalize the text, and you're done. Simplytoimpress.com prints your cards on your choice of premium card stock in just a few days and rushes them straight to your door. Maybe that's why the New York Times wire cutter named Simply to Impress their favorite photo card service. They even offer foil cards and hundreds of great holiday card designs for your business, too. Place your order today to save 30% and get free shipping. Just enter promo code DEAL at checkout. Save big on holiday photo cards today using promo code DEAL at simplytoimpress.com. That's simplytoimpress.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.